Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to your favorite day of the week because you get to hear Kev and I ramble about not being idiots. So welcome yeah. to Don't Be an Idiot. Yeah. And uh, to start off the new year, well, it's actually, we're recording this back in December uh, and both of our wives are in education. So they get an excessively large amount of time off. Excessive. Excessive. So we had the opportunity to bring our wives into the studio uh, and they have uh, listened faithfully and way more more attentively (laughs) than I listened to myself uh, for since we've been having this. And so we asked them to come on. uh, And so welcome, ladies. We're so glad you guys can join us here in the studio. Uh, And we just wanted to talk about marriage today. And so we've got a couple of a couple of questions just just right off the bat to get the conversation rolling. Well, let's have them introduce themselves first. So no. uh, we'll start with over here with Andy. Introduce yourself. Tell us about a little bit. Yeah, I'm Andy Richardson, and I am married to Caleb, and we have three children. And I'm also the middle school principal in in Lacine. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm Shauna Goff. Um, so married to Jake. And I am a high school teacher at Prairie View. So same district as Andy, but we don't always get to see each other. But when we do, then I get really excited in the hallways. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your uh, private podcast you guys do. Private podcast. I think that's a term I've used. So Sean is looking at me really confused. (laughs) I was like, what? Um, Well, each morning on our way to work, Mm -hmm. we, we use the... Marco Polo and mm-hmm. just kind of share with each other a little bit about what's going on that day, um, things that are going on that week, or uh, even just, I don't know, just prayers even that we're wanting to share with each other to be thinking about and praying about. Yeah, I love it. It's just a part of a daily routine because I get to know someone else is praying for me and then lifting Andy up. But then also as a teacher, it's great to hear of the perspective of a principal every day too, because I think sometimes we get wrapped up in our own um, world and mm. what we have going on. And so it's nice to just keep my mind open to everything that's going on in my school district. And it just helps me mm. to be a little more present when I'm at school and just aware. So it'd be kind of interesting for me to walk in the house after the gym or something and hear Andy oh. in our house. It I'm like, throws <laughs> me off every time. <laughs> the other, she's listening to it on speaker or something. Yes. Yeah. The other day it was on her phone and I thought she was like, on Instagram or something, some reel, and there was audio playing, and it was probably going for two or three minutes. And finally, I'm like, it kept like <laughs> it ringing in my head. I was like, this sounds so familiar. Look, because I wasn't, it wasn't loud enough that I could really hear it. But yeah. finally, I was like, oh, it's Shauna. That's <laughs> not I know Instagram. her. When did she come over? So, what the is the average <laughs> length of your polos that you send each other? Just so we're clear. I don't know, about ten minutes. Yeah, ten sounds fair. So we call. I call it jokingly their their personal podcasts That's to each good. other so <laughs> private podcast easy so. listening in the morning that's exactly right That's to great. be fair it also does throw me for a loop when i walk into the house and she has don't be an idiot playing too <laughs> like hearing my own voice yeah, really really freaks me out yeah that's that's pretty rough are your kids listening too Sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. So, hey, both of you grew up in Christian homes, came to faith at a very young age. So talk to me a little bit about what, what 
high school Shauna, high school Andy, middle school Shauna and Andy. What were you guys thinking about marriage when you were at that age? I mean, I was thinking <clears throat> all these boys around me are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and she still thinks that. <laughs> I mean, I'm with middle school and high school boys all the time still. So, yes, I do still think that. But I um, just, I don't know. I didn't see anybody like worth my time. That sounds really rude now, but, um, I like it. I don't know. I just, I had high standards, um, and I stuck to those standards and, um, I don't know. I'm glad that I did. Um, but yeah, I don't, I wasn't really pursuing a whole lot when I was in middle school and high school. So, well, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask her and I'll come back to you, but what were some of those standards? You just said I, I was holding some high standards. What were some of those? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I just wanted to be in a relationship with someone who was uh, God-focused. There weren't a lot of those around. Mm. So even in youth group, like, it wasn't um, abundant. And so I just, um, you know, if someone was not headed in the same direction that I was as far as just growing their personal relationship with the Lord, and then also missions was a really big deal to me. And so if that was also not something you were willing to pursue, then I knew that that wasn't going to line up with what I wanted for my life and what God had called me to do. And so it wasn't going to work out. And so there's not really much point in me, I don't know, spending that time with you when I you know, need to be spending it with um, the Lord and, and doing what I need to do. So yeah, That's great. Uh, Andy? Yeah, um... Well, I think I've heard some before that you look for traits that you liked in your father, I think, mm -hmm. in a future spouse. And um, my dad was in ministry. I loved being a part of ministry. So that was something that was really important to me. So not only a God follower, but somebody that wanted to be involved actively in their church. And then beyond that, just, I mean, I think I had like the checklist in my head of what my, my future husband would be. And mm -hmm. I even had a um, Sunday school leader or something along those lines kind of encourage us to make a list to be praying over and to thinking yeah. about over, like as you meet different people and as you start looking at relationships to consider that list, some things you hold with a really close fist, kind of like mm -hmm. the, the missions thing that you brought up and other things, it's open-handed. And so, you know, one of the Markers would say had to be as tall or taller than me. Um, so sneaking in there, check. The, talking um, about the the minimum. But, <laughs> hey, you, you nailed the list. So yeah. we're good. What were some of those other other things on your list? Well, like I said, wanting to be involved in ministry, I just, mm -hmm. I think uh, somebody that was athletic and very passionate about different things, competitive, not wanting to just fold over when I would play them in something or, you know, <laughs> I, so, again, you've crossed off the list in many, many ways, uh, just some of those key pieces. I watched Caleb literally jump across your living room floor the other day, yes. dining room floor, playing a game against another couple. I have, hey, I have I a like, rug bird on my knee for a bit. <laughs> like, I was like, that was a little excessive is what I thought. I don't think he saved that much time. But they won, so we can't argue with it because they won. So, uh, dude sees the rug bird on my knee and just pokes it. Oh my yesterday morning, he's like, "What's this?" And yeah. Also, great. coaching Ariel in basketball now, she's got the same competitive yes, drive. It's yes. pretty great to watch. So, uh, you guys are both pastors' wives too, which mm. I think is an interesting perspective. Um, maybe what's what's the best part and hardest part about being a pastor's wife? Um, well, I mean, I, I think I got to watch my mom be a pastor's wife for many years. And so that, that piece of just, you are kind of present and seen and, but at the same time, I think people put you on a pedestal, um, and forget that you're human. 
but I guess at the same time, there's also that little bit of isolation mm-hmm. uh, that comes with that pedestal and just trying to really build relationships with people that can um, see you for the, the human and sinner that you are. And I think that sometimes mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. I think that's honestly why, like, I mean, I love you also, but that's why I think I cling hard to our friendship is like, she gets it, you know, this is someone I can share those hurts with and joys with and someone who is also just going to understand like I'm still human through all these things you know and so that's a big a big deal um I think you're absolutely right and I think one of my favorite things about it is just being able to be kind of on the front end of like new stuff we get to do ministry wise and kind of be a voice for those things um is super fun um I would say the hardest part about being a pastor's wife is like watching other people come after Jake um, and do hurtful things and me not being able to be like, hey, I know what you did. <laughs> you know, and like, I don't know, that's that's tough because then I feel like in order to really be in this role and do it well, I cannot um, come after people, you know, but they're, you're hurting the person that, that is um, closest to me and the person that I see who is doing all these good things. And is he perfect? No, because we just talked about that, you know, but people want to assume you're going to get everything right all the time. Um, and so when that doesn't happen, then some people are just come out with the pitchforks. That's really hard to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of times mm-hmm. you're more angry at them than I am. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, should I be more angry or should I tell her to not calm be as down. angry? Yeah. Always tell me to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Jake and I were talking the other day and I, I haven't told you this yet, but I figured something out about just the way you guys started marriage. Mm-hmm. You guys, well, just you guys t- share about that just quick. Yeah, we were, I was married we i we were married at 19 and 20 um i had been i turned 20 in two months after we got married uh but we got married in college you know i think we looked at each other and like why are we waiting for this you know what i mean um and so i think some of the conversation was like we get to go all the way through our junior and senior years and then my extra senior year all in college and uh got to i don't know you know when other people were hanging out with their friends and doing that we were just going back to our married apartment hanging out together it was just a very different experience so mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big advocate for young and married. So, then, Indy, you want to share about like when we got married? Yeah. Uh, so we met at Grace College in Northern Indiana and got married as pretty much right after we graduated. Um, we got engaged January of our senior year, and that's actually when Caleb had already um, graduated. He graduated a semester early, and so we uh, we got engaged and we got engaged in the oh, summer. Sorry, in July, <laughs> July before our senior year. But we uh, anyway. Sorry, yeah. I'm like. You were graduated um, for a semester, and then we got married um, in June. So you actually moved out here to Mound City for a, a month before we actually got married. So just it, I, I just figured this out. One of the reasons I think you guys got off to a a better start than we did in marriage, and uh, we talked. We've talked. You guys feel like marriage is an easier thing for you. We've we feel like we've had had to work really hard. Uh, not that you guys don't work hard, but one of the things Andy mentioned was just the isolation of one of the difficult things of being a pastor's wife is just that sense of isolation. Well, so imagine in addition to just being in that role, you also move 12 hours mm-hmm. away from anybody you know. You've been living in constant contact with all of your friends for the last four years. And then before that, you were living at home with your parents. And and suddenly you've gone away from all that. And just that that pressure that's there and then uh just add on top of that like you are you andy are very 
high achieving, hard charging, uh, and then you didn't, I took you to a yeah, very rural no area <laughs> where there's only so many jobs available. Uh, and at the time there was a lot of teachers. Um, so it, it really laid the groundwork for a very rough first uh, year or two of marriage for us. Just a lot of extra pressure there versus you guys got married and outside of just the incredible new pressure of now you're a new married couple, not much else in your we world. were sitting in youth ministry classes together, taking notes together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. it was just like you had been, yeah. and so like yeah. I, it was just we a, had a consistent normal for a while. And I actually I love that looking back. Like I don't yes. ever want to redo it. <laughs> no, um, but <laughs> for many I, I, yeah. I love yeah. it looking back because I guess we can say how far we've come and just how much we learned in those early years of marriage as well about each other and just mm. um, I think I, I think we're in a really sweet spot now because of that. I think that goes back to. Caleb, when we first started hanging out a lot, just Caleb and I's relationship was funny because he worked in my job that I have now before, and then he comes <laughs> back on staff, and it, was, it could have been really awkward and weird, but it ended up just being like, no, no, let's just be bros. One of the early ones was like, our marriages are very different. We mm. could not compare them uh, without getting ourselves just in frustrated and trouble <laughs> and things like that. And I, and I just recently was one of those, like, yeah, that was very, very different. When we were, most of our battles were together at uh, something else when you guys mm. had to figure out things. It was just you two in yeah. a new place and new jobs with new friends and or no friends or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, building a whole new friend group like yeah. that. Mm. It's hard. It is tough. Yeah. Uh, so when I say get married young, uh, it's coming from my context, mm. which you know, uh, you know, a lot of people have that first year that's really hard. We didn't experience that. Um, there was a when we had kids, that first year was really hard. Um, mm. It just changed the time of timeline of that. That actually uh, gives me an idiot story, if you want me to share. Absolutely. It's, it's the cost it's of being of on the a, show. It's a, it's a shared idiot story, oh, so good. it's both of us. <laughs> By the way, I'm walking into all of these blinds, so I'm really <laughs> excited for oh, that. Oh, you've, you've heard this story. You know this oh. one. But just early on in our marriage, coming to this new place, and then I did finally get a job and was working at a school, I was surrounded by people all day long, every day, mm. constantly making decisions, constantly talking to people. And so the introvert in me was spent just done at the end of the day. And I would get home and he'd be like, let's invite, you know, a, an entire crowd over or, Hey, let's, <laughs> let's go and do this thing. And I'm like so done because he's been in an office most of his day and isolated and just, he's ready to expend that extroverted energy. And I was just done. So that just created a lot of tension early on because I was getting plenty during the regular day and he was not. And so it was just some, one of those things where we had to learn each other. And I think we've come more to the middle. Like I'm not as introverted as I used to be and he's not as extroverted as he used to be, but we're just, we understand each other's needs, I think better now. So that, yep. Not quite Holy the agree. terrible <laughs> idiot story you thought. <laughs> no, but when you look at the obvious, of, it seems so obvious right. now, but in the middle of it, I, in I bet it felt like just an absolute hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does he understand me? What's wrong with her? All of those Let's things. Let's go do something. Why yeah. are we going to sit home again? Uh, that's a consistent conversation in our life yes. all the time. <laughs> uh, we front load conversations like going to a game. So what time do you need to leave? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you know, how long do you, we want to stay or whatever it's Explain be. that term because we use that. I use that a lot. Talks about kids. Uh, and front oh, front load. Front load. This, oh, yeah. This idea of like we're going to have plenty of communication on the front end so that there's no surprises and, ex and expectations are met. So where we started this, some of our biggest fights – were at or after camp because mm. we would not front load mm -hmm. and I would go to youth camp and Shauna would come with us, you know, and 
I can't be husband Jake as much as I have to be youth pastor Jake. Mm-hmm. This happened at church too and early on. Um, I just switched gears when she was like, he won't even look at me. He won't even. <laughs> and so now we front load and I'm trying to think of what it was this year. What do you need from me? It was a, a good, good morning, a good night and one meal. Yeah. Sit together. Sit and eat one meal with me for the super reasonable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was yeah, good for if you. If you we have a joke. Uh, Communicating at the highest level. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and share the context of that. Yeah. So there's a comedian that we enjoy. I can't remember his name. His last name is Alan. Allen. Jeff Allen. And uh, anyways, we were listening to him one day and he talks about the sketch, um, communicating at the highest level, saying exactly what it is that you mean, rather than, you know, letting the other person just figure it out through your your reaction or your emotion or whatever the, the surrounding conversation is. And so right now, like anytime we're having a moment where it doesn't feel like we're seeing seeing eye to eye or we're not really understanding each other, one of us will usually look at the other and say, I'm communicating at the highest level. Like this is exactly what I'm wanting or meaning. There's no fluff here. And it just kind of helps us. Okay. It's a nice leg like, break in the tension. We move on. So yeah. A little pro tip there from 14 years of marriage. It, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really funny. Uh, maybe the best question here, and we should ask our wives of this uh, is what's the hardest part about being <laughs> married to us? So, Shauna, maybe you can answer for what's the hardest part about me being married to me? Yeah, I feel like we already touched on it, but it's your extrovertism. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah. Like Sounds like a disease. <laughs> the activity of it being extroverted. Um, no, I just, similar to what Andy's talking about, like I'm very introverted, and especially it was my fifth year teaching, um, whereas before I started teaching, I stayed at home with the kiddos. And um, so I think I was a little bit more you know, prone to like, oh, okay, we're going to invite people over. I've got literally all day to prepare myself for that. Or it still didn't always go well. It still didn't <laughs> go well. Um, you know, or it's, uh, you know, after he's done with work that day, we're going to go somewhere. And so it's like, okay, but I've, I've loaded up on my rest and my quiet and I'm okay. And I'm prepared for that. And so now it's been challenging because you're like Andy said, you're making decisions all day long. People are talking at you all day long and it's a struggle. And so it's hard trying to balance that now because when uh, I get home like I'm ready to just let's have dinner and chill together and just be in each other's presence in our home no other people um and Jake is like awesome we got basketball games we got football games (laughs) we've got parties we've got people we can invite over um I think that's that's been a pretty consistent struggle for me yeah I'm the worst that's what I just heard no (laughs) no no Oh, I don't know. Like, I guess socks on the ground, <laughs> random places around the house. Um, it's Kayla, probably the biggest thing. Up. But no, I, I think like seriously, we're just both very efficiency and productivity driven. And so I think finding, I think this is more of a combined thing that just finding that chill, that time to relax and actually talk intentionally rather than it be all about the business all the time. And I feel like we kind of get into a rut of just going through the motions, getting through all of the, the things that we need to get through, talking about the kids and school and, and making sure, you know, dinner gets made and that the house is cleaned and that we know what's going on on each other's schedules, but getting down to the more intentional. So just making time to do that because we're both very productivity and efficiency driven. Well, you guys now are doing something we're trying to model that you guys started every two years you do something oh. to mm-hmm. practice this. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when Zeke was just like six months old, I think it mm-hmm. was, when he was six months old, we went on our first um, out of country trip, just the two of us. And Re- really any trip, almost really, any trip for, for since a week. kids. Yeah. 
And it was just really good intentional time, but we, we made it intentional because you could go, we went to Mexico, I think, is it Cozumel that we went to that time? Mm-hmm. We went to Cozumel and um, it was a great time on an all-inclusive resort. So, I mean, we, we could do anything we wanted all day long and we just made it an intentional part of our time to sit down and have actual discussions, not only about just, you know, shooting the breeze and, and the time that we're enjoying together, but just, you know, about our marriage, what are our goals, um, what are things that we're, we're striving for, not only um, with with each other, but then as parents, what things we want to see change, financial goals, are we are we meeting the things that we had talked about previously, or do we have a change in dreams and things along those lines? I think um, it was around that same time I was finishing up my master's, and you were considering getting your master's, and um, so that was just something that it gave us a time to sit down and really like hash out what are we doing well as a couple, and what do we need to work on, and how are we going to be doing those things until the next time we get away. Mm. We had uh, a couple of years before that gone to a, I won't even say the name of it, but uh, a weekend marriage conference. And at the end of it, it was expensive and we were sitting in a conference all weekend. And at the end of it, we're like, we didn't, and then not, it was, it was good stuff. It was solid stuff, but it was nothing new. Mm-hmm. And we just walked away like, I think if we would have just gone and gotten a hotel, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. And we just need to practice all this stuff that we already know to do. And so that's what really launched the idea of the idea of taking a vacation. That <laughs> sounds like it's a new idea to us, but like, mm-hmm. uh, so we call, we call it our, our marriage, uh, our marriage retreat. Cause mm-hmm. that's, we're yeah. practicing all of these things that we've already known to do, just start doing them. Yeah. And that's so good. now we've set a pattern of, of every other year we do this. On um, our anniversary. Celebrate you guys. uh, Yeah, I have a joke that I say at the office. I celebrate Jake's anniversary privately. Yeah, (laughs) come in and say that. I'll be taking that day off. Yes, Uh, we're going to do it this year. We're looking forward to it. Uh, The last only vacation we took together was that cruise. That was terrible. Well, yeah, the cruise itself. Yeah, the time was fun. The time was fun. Yeah, the cruise was bad. In hindsight, people. Everywhere. Everywhere. We Inescapable on yes. a cruise. Which I should have known better. <laughs> yeah, we're, also not, we're also not partiers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, also um, yes, we've learned scene. a lot about ourselves going to the different resorts and just the the lack of partying that we enjoy. <laughs> we're in, like dinner starts at like six o'clock, so we're there waiting yeah, for them to open at six o'clock. You guys are retired people. <laughs> we yes. are. We're back in the room by eight, going to sleep. I, I get up to go to the gym and the gym isn't even open. <laughs> like I'm, what's wrong with this place? That's rough. <laughs> uh we're very both old. of us got married what I would say young comparatively mm-hmm. to what the culture is getting married at. I just listened to a guy on Instagram talk about, he gets looked like he's insane because he lives in New York and he got married when he was 20. And so by the time he's 25, he'd been married, you know, those years. And people are like, why, why didn't you go, you know, sow your wild oats, take a backpacking <laughs> trip, you know, sleep around, figure out who you liked, all of this stuff. And he, uh, he had a great answer. He was like, uh, I knew I met her when I was 19. I knew I want to spend my life with her. So why would I go and dabble in all of this sin really? And then come back to the woman that I knew I wanted to marry and then have all the trouble that that came with. Yeah. Uh, we are big proponents. We've been in youth ministry now for uh, like 11 years, 12 years uh, of getting married young. And I've had some parents push back on me and you guys got married young too. So I, I guess maybe Sean and I, like, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you, I don't regret getting married young, but you know, what do you think about getting married young? How, what would your advice be to people or, you know, girls getting married young, things like that. So. I think, <clears throat> I mean, as long as you are 
you know, with someone who lines up with the same values that you have, you know, Mm. um, then as long as you're, um, lined up in values and headed in the same direction, then I think you have what it takes to have a healthy marriage. You know, I don't think that it's age that's going to ensure that you're going to have a healthy marriage. It's not money. That's going to ensure that you had a healthy marriage. We had neither of those things. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. yeah. But what we did have honestly was just like, you know, we're putting God at the center of this and no matter what happens, then, um, something I've had to teach myself and it's still working on it, but it's like, Jake does not hold the keys um, of happiness to my heart, you know, and fulfillment to my heart. It's it's God that does that. It's Jesus. And so I think the same thing for Jake, you know, like I don't hold the keys to his happiness either um, or contentment like it's Jesus. And so if you are headed in that direction together and keeping that on your mind, then I mean, I really kind of am of the thought like who can stop you, you know? Mm. Um, so that's really kind of what I tell. Not my parents. They tried. Um, I just think, yeah, when I hear of young couples that are getting married and they do want to talk to us about it because they know that we got married young and those are really the things that I talk about, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Christian colleges kind of get a stigma that a lot of girls go there for the purpose of getting their (laughs) MRS degree. Um, I very much went for the degree that I wanted, but Mm -hmm. I mean, at the same time, I, I had certain values and I very much intended to meet somebody that would share those values. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, marriage was never like an off the table thing. Like I was very much looking for that person that I'd probably end up spending my life with. And, Mm -hmm. um, while I, Caleb and I've had this discussion, we don't, believe in soulmates like we believe that god s-o-u-l yes yes s-o-u-l we don't believe in those kinds of soulmates we do believe in the s-o-l-e but as far as um, i have no idea what they're talking about like there is only like once we're married we are solely you're solely together okay i thought i was thinking feet guys i was like this that's why i spelled it out i had to think for a second too that's why i spelled it out there but I just, I mean, we knew, like, we knew wh- what we wanted in life. Mm-hmm. We knew and that we knew the other person would help us in that and make us better. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the, the drawing factor. And, I mean, again, we both, I think, desired to leave college with a plan of marriage. Um, and so that was just, again, checking off the value system there. Everything you guys said and and the story you led off with, with the guy that's 25 and, like, oh, why didn't you go – it, it means you wasted your entire teenage years. Like, what were you doing during all those times? Mm-hmm. Like, guys, that's what you're supposed to be doing. I, I Probably not a lot of teenagers are listening to this, but a, as you, maybe Brevin. some people are... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Brevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Attaboy. Uh, don't waste your life away. Don't waste your teenage years, your middle school years, your, your college years. Be learning, what do you value? Like l- learn wh- what do what am I looking for and and forcing you to think about that both of you kind of shared that like hey I know what I value I know where I want to go in my life you had that figured out in high school so many kids are twenty five and they're literally wandering around the country aimlessly without any idea of what to do but they have a cool sprinter van that they get to <laughs> live in <laughs> it's worth nothing and if that's your value and that's what you want to do that's yeah. fine but I'm I'm talking the the aimlessness of the the pointlessness it just, that just if you're thirty and don't know who you are that's a bad place mm-hmm. to be yeah. yeah doesn't mean you're not going to change you're not going to you know but you should generally know your values who you are who God calls you to be like those things before you're thirty so. and I would say before you get married oh like, like mm-hmm. so if you're thirty and don't know those things yeah you probably shouldn't be getting married. But if you're 18 and know those things, great. 
Yeah. Go ahead. If we're talking about maturity and you're, you're still getting married young, if you don't know those things <laughs> at 40, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, so exactly. you got to exactly. figure that out. So yeah. I want to share something that I had read in my quiet time this week. I don't know why, but this verse has never stood out to me before mm-hmm. and it jumped off the page and I think it fits really well with what we're talking about, but it's first Peter four, four, and it says they are surprised that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living and they <laughs> slander you. And I was like, why have I never heard this before? Because it fits so well. Just like if you're walking with Jesus, I mean, you constantly get slandered for the things you are choosing not to do or to partake in. I feel like marriage is one of those things, you know? Um, So instead of, you know, why get married when you're young? You could have this opportunity to go and, you know, be with whoever and do whatever you want. Um, But that's not the point. You know what I mean? Like life's not about me. It's Mm -hmm. about Jesus. A flood of wild living. A flood of wild living. Such vivid. That's great. What version is that? This Christian standard version. I just peaked. Sorry. Yeah. The Southern Baptist version is what that one is. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) It's probably why I haven't read that version. It was home and something, yeah. Uh, but it was the hardcore Southern Baptist Bible. Is what the joke oh, was. Funny. They changed it to be a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> less jokeable, you're laughable. So that was great. I've never heard the flood I, of wild living. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Are you familiar with that, that one? Uh, Were you familiar with that one? No, no, no yeah. I've never heard that phrase. No, and I I'm doing it. the same Bible study as you, and yeah. I think I just heard it in different versions. So it did not stand out to me like that. Gosh, so that's awesome. It stood <laughs> out to me so much because I feel like. I even had a couple years ago, a student asked me, like, what were you like in high school? I bet you partied a lot. And I was like, no, I didn't. I went to Bible studies and, <laughs> and they looked at me like they totally did not believe Foreign me. Concept. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need you to believe me, but no, I didn't, you know? And so it's just, I feel like even as, as an adult in my thirties, like I'm still getting slandered for what I'm choosing not to do throughout my life. Um, and marriage is definitely one Yeah. Of when I met Shauna, she wanted to be a missionary, and this is no lie, a missionary in Africa and not be married. Uh, so the joke, if I could sell myself to her, I could do, sell anything. It's kind of the joke, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just totally changed, and uh, yeah, she was not a partier. <laughs> she no. was. I watch the dating scene these days, or the lack of dating scene that exists, and I'm just like, that does not, I don't feel like I missed out, no. like, at all. No. I'm, I'm good. Yes. I am very good. Actually, yes. one of our favorite things to do is just watch people that are dating and just laugh. And just <laughs> laugh and be like, that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, no. yes. We like watching older couples out on dates who don't talk to each other and get on their phones. And then we like to take a picture and be like, kids these days. Because <laughs> they can't have a conversation. So. Yeah. Uh, so this is the opposite of an idiot story. This is a, a self-tire pump here. Jude About was, your marriage? Jude right? was saying something, trying to hurt me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, He's and good at that. So uh, he, we were in the car and Andy and I were talking and... I have a rule. If I put up my finger, that means, hey, I acknowledge that you're trying to talk to me, but shut up. <laughs> talking to my wife. And he says, he's like, oh, you're just always talking to mom. Uh, yeah. And I was like, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of that, that my kids are like irritated that I am always talking to my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's, I don't want to end yeah. up there. I don't want to end up as a as an eighty year old couple sitting there just having nothing to say to each other. Mm-hmm. I want to be in love with talking to my wife, and so he wasn't he wasn't thinking that deep about it or anything like that. But yeah. I'm really excited that my kids know that I want to talk to my wife, and that well, I'm any marriage book you read, whether Christian or not Christian, mm-hmm. communication is going to be chapter one. Like, figure this crap out. You yeah. have to learn to communicate you together. You have to learn this. Whether it was, like you said, it's sometimes our schedule so that we don't cross wires. Sometimes it's how we're feeling, so <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Uh, and you have to make space for that. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So, uh, one final question. 
uh, and, and I'll ask Shauna first, I guess. What, is, what, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment <laughs> in, so in marriage? What is the thing wow. you're most proud of in, in your marriage? I don't know. Going out in public, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, I've got follow with the up. white Crocs. Yeah. yeah. So I, the way I'm hearing it, then it sounds like, what am I doing really well? But I think what you're really asking is like, what are we doing yeah, well as yes. a couple? Okay. So um, I think what Jake and I do really well is just like enjoying being around one another. I think we do that really well. Um, we get weird looks when we're laughing together in a group of people. We're like, are you not hanging out with other people? No, we're just hanging out with each other laughing. Yeah, so. We think we're the funniest people around. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> I've heard them say that. That's not me saying that. That's them saying that. Yes. that I've heard. Funniest person I know. Funniest people we know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we say that all the time to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like trying to, I think all the things that we do, you know, it, it sounds like work, I guess, or like, you know, when you think about a relationship and the work you need to put into it, then we try to prop that up. Like I want to enjoy being with you. So date night like is a must at least once a month, we are making a scheduled time. It's a part of our budget. Like we are going out on a date, um, and spending alone time together. Um, another thing we've recently started doing, which sounds, I guess, I don't know, kind of bad, but I like it is that we, have been letting our kids stay up on Friday nights, like downstairs. Like you, you enjoy this TV. You can play video games until like nine thirty. We set a timer on the microwave so they know when to go to bed, and we just go and like hide away in our room. And so sometimes that's conversations, or it's we're gonna start our own movie together, and like you know just um, have that intentional time, especially you know once a week where um, our schedules have gotten full and fruitful lately. And I like so that and fruitful. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. so we, um, you know, just are really trying to be intentional with like, no, we're going to, we're going to create and set aside time to mm -hmm. be together um, so we can continue enjoy. And we talked out. about that a little earlier, like the intentionality of marriage. I think when we say marriage is easy, it's, that's never been hard for us. And uh, we know it's hard for other people. We try to be, you know, gracious when we're talking to other married couples, mm -hmm. but that's never been a real difficult hurdle for us is to be intentional together. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, so um, the question is, is uh, what of our greatest accomplishment, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think having children that are choosing to follow Christ, like that's huge. Jesus, and so the fact that we have, you know, our three children that have made decisions yeah. to follow him, I think is huge. And that, I mean, marriage is a picture of Christ in the mm -hmm. church. Yes. So um, that's number one for sure. But uh, just kind of echoing Shauna, but maybe in a more corny way. Um, I love you and I like you. And <laughs> yes. I think that that's a huge thing. Like I, we yeah. enjoy being together. And so a little Parks and Rec there, but. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Zeke just got to do his first communion. I was yes. kind of eyeballing you guys from because I knew it was going on. That's yeah. so cool. Really, really proud dad moment. I was yeah. Did he like the grape juice? <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying not to spill the grape juice. That was the goal. <laughs> So it wasn't some big angels in the sky, oh. heavenly moment. <laughs> Just it, was it was good. The conversations leading up to it were awesome. It was the, the scared moment, like, let's not get the grape juice all over the floor, please. Yeah. So uh, You want to share what, what Zeke leaned over and said to you while, while <laughs> so Joe funny. was doing the, the sermon part of it? <laughs> you heard this? I've told him so this. So each of our, our kids were finding John 6 is where we were in the Bible that Joe was going over and you know he was having a lot of conversation to go along with it but Zeke just leans over at one point and goes is he gonna read the whole Bible tonight <laughs> I was like nobody just okay just come on he, Joe. he was excited to get to the communion <laughs> yes. so, yeah oh saltines and grape juice yes. yeah so it was a really cool thing those are all cool moments mm -hmm. uh we're all all of us now are post salvation with our kids mm -hmm. uh 
coolest thing ever. That's another huge thing about marriage or particularly just parenting is the fact that like we've chosen to partner ourselves with someone who has those values, you know, like God's going to be at the center of this family. And so when those moments come where we have those challenges and struggles, then we, um, you know, I can, I can point my kids to Christ and I know that my husband's not going to be in the corner, like rolling his eyes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, or saying something to my kids that just, you know, completely grinds against like what the Holy spirit has revealed to us is true through scripture. And so that alone is huge. I think just in partnering yourself as the Bible talks about, you know, like don't be unequally yoked, be careful who you marry. Do they have the Mm -hmm. same, same values as you? And so the fact that we together are, um, orienting our, our family just around Christ and the work that he did on the cross, then that, that just is a game changer. I couldn't imagine doing mm-hmm. that with someone that, you know, didn't line up on those things. So can I answer the question for both of us? Absolutely. Yeah. The greatest flex is who we married. <laughs> so let's just call it that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, that's we're out. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm.